Welcome back to Film Vloggers. We review films with vlog dead horses, so you don't have to. Is this week's film choice a complete waste of your viewing time? Much like vlogging slash beating a dead horses, get it? Please head over to www.filmvloggers.com to check out all of our previous vloggings. And while you're there, maybe hang out for a while, look around and vote for our next film. Click on vote or visit www.filmvloggers.com forward slash vote. Are you an idiot? If so, please check out our idiot's guide to reviewing us, where even a big dummy like you can leave us a red-hot review. Here at Film Vloggers, we pride ourselves on offering one-star content with five-star effort. Once on the website, please click on Idiot's Guide, or visit us at www.filmvloggers.com forward slash review hyphen us. That should have been Idiot's Guide. My fault, I didn't change the URL. Annoying. Once again, filmvloggers.com forward slash review hyphen us. Believe it or not, we now have a Patreon. I know what you're thinking. You have the audacity to ask us to pay to receive more of this. Forceful dramatic effect. Yes. We have a Patreon-exclusive show called Near Pickers. I think you'll like it. Please visit www.filmflogs.com forward slash support hyphen us. Again, that hyphen is annoying. Should have removed it. Or head straight to our Patreon page. Patreon.com forward slash film wafflers. No idea why I did film wafflers. Another mistake. Where you can support us for as little as one British pound or a buck fifty. And while you're on the website, punch that big purple subscribe button and tell a friend about the vlog. Wife, husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, mistress, your nan, granddad, your kids. They can tell their friends. They can tell their friends at school about the vlog. But in all seriousness, this really helps the podcast grow and enables us to enrich or ruin the lives of the hundreds of millions of earlobes we haven't reached yet. Alright, so do I right, so shall I put a timer on as well to get a sense of what we're doing? Right, first five minutes. Director, yada yada yada. Should we should we make a start? Yeah. So should we do three, two, one, then set the timer? We can have a couple of minutes of rambling if you want to. Like we can have like one or two minutes of just going like hi, you know, and then going like right, okay. Okay. This is Tom's you know, first attempt at fifteen minutes of flog, you know, right. a little bit of a ramble and then we go, right, timer starts now. Okay, fine, fine, right. All right, okay. Hello, Ben. Yeah, hi Tom. Hello. How are you doing? Uh yeah, not bad. We're we're doing um we're doing uh the Hills of Eyes today and it's very exciting because this is my first fifteen minute episode attempt. Yes. I think you've done a couple with Fiona, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, I've tried, yeah. Yeah. Which is an interesting format, actually. I mean, wh- where did it come from? Where-, where did you get the idea for that? Well, I think it was just trying to get more, just get more content out. I was aware that just wasn't really, you know, trying to get an episode out a week, which is fine. But we've kind of discussed it with newer films as well, that I'm just not, am I going to sit there and watch The, the Suicide Squad? Well, maybe, at a push, but am I going to sit there and watch it and then go, right, you know, I must do an hour review on that. Just, yeah, it's not, yeah, agreed. I'm struggling to do episodes as it is. So it's just like, you know, how can I find, watch more films, have an excuse to watch more films, maybe ones that I wouldn't watch, or I wouldn't watch to review and do episodes on them, but not in an hour. So, mate, you know, 15 minutes of vlog, just another genius idea for myself. Yeah, it is. It's, it's genius. Nothing short of. I mean, you said you did things like, you know, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I think that's coming out, isn't it? And uh... Yes, that's the first one. Yeah, that, that'd be the first one to uh, to receive the treatment. Interesting. That'll be an interesting reception because I suspect not a lot of pe- not everyone will share your dislike of Broderick. Might be a little bit controversial. Some people like that. Yeah, it's difficult because with that in fifteen minutes, it was just going. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Broderick and uh, Ferris are gross, unbearable. Yeah, yeah. So it was tricky. It was the first one as well. So you know, learning it, and obviously for me, it was it's very difficult because I do like to waffle. That's kind of the joke. I do like to go on a bit and it's hard for me just to condense my words and my thoughts. Yeah, I think that that one might, is probably not a great start. 
potentially. You may, unfortunately, maybe need, well, maybe half an hour. You don't need an hour. Well, it's a good indicator of, of what you're getting on the channel. I mean, you know, if, you, if, if you, you're not going to get a sort of uh, Ferris Bueller fan club. I mean, when I watched it, I had a friend at school who, who had it on, on DVD and he, he, he just loved it. He thought it was great. You know, he was like, oh, it's classic. It's timeless. I was like, this guy's utterly objectionable. This guy's unbearable, actually. And yeah. By the end, he's sort of doing all this dancing in the street, you know, carnival arrangement. Yeah, it's hideous. Yeah, yeah, it's hideous. It is really hideous. After doing the review, I listened back to it. I was like, well, yeah, maybe I should have briefly mentioned. I can see why people would have seen it as like Ferris, you know, showing Cameron a good time. He's very stressed for a young man. He's got lots of problems, you know, and Ferris has just gone out of his way to show Cameron, just live a little, have a day off, take the Ferrari. What's the big deal? You know, it's that. Didn't mention that, but it's uh, been the day. Ugh. I just, uh, yeah, mate, anyway, you know, that's, that's the Ferris Beauty episode. You know, we're not, we're not here to waffle. And this is 15 minutes of vlog. We need to get to it. Yeah. Well, all right. So, so Hills of Eyes, 2006 remake. Well, um, we'll shall we make a start then on 15 minutes? Okay, all right. Are you ready? All right, ready? Right, three, two, one, go. Right, Hills of Ice, 2006. So, directed by, what, Alexander Arja, I think. That's the one, yeah. The name. Yep. Okay. Very much known for the, I believe it's called the New French Extremity Movement. All right, yeah. Or a contribution to high tension back in the early 2000s, 2003, maybe. Yeah, I think that's right, yeah. Quite a young man when he made that, but showcasing how he, you know, he, he had the c- capacity to make some pretty nasty you know, out there stuff, taking risks. I like that film. What do you think? High Tension, Switchblade Romance? Yeah, really good, yeah. The beginning of like a, I don't know, was it like a, the French New Wave and horror? Yeah, that kind always. of thing. That was labelled as that. A bit of P2. Do you remember P2? P2. Did he do that after That was, after our, high, uh, that was after High Tension, yeah. Then I'd want that P2 because we did that sort of late at night randomly a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, we did. We watched the film. And I think we were going to do an episode. We're like, oh, yeah, let's get an episode going. I'm not sure why we didn't just watch Hills of Eyes. Yeah, great. Yeah. No, I think it was because we were worried about not doing the Hills of Eyes justice. Yes, that must have been it, yeah. So I, th- I think P2 was like the next on the list that we hadn't seen. Looked kind of interesting. Yeah, it was okay. It's all right. It was, yeah, it was... P2. It had the nastiness. It had the same kind of vibe in, in the same way as high, uh, high Tension Switchblade Romance used to interchangeably. I think it's just, it's two titles. But, um, but yeah, it has that kind of like, you know, one character's completely unhinged. And then I think he, he went on to do uh, this, 2006. Yeah. Then he did Mirrors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that, but... Which is when he kind of went... He went into the supernatural a bit with Mirrors with... Is it Kiefer Sutherland's yeah, in that? It's just... It's a bit of a... Uh, it's, yeah. You know, going from high attention to just to watching Kiefer Sutherland just looking Mirrors, it's a bit... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen it, so maybe it is. It's fine, but... No, it's 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 all you know, it's a bit of a step down. I think he, he starts drifting at that point into that supernatural stuff, which doesn't isn't quite as real, isn't quite as good. He's got a few stinkers, hasn't he? He's he did yeah he did Prana 3D, which I think is is silly, but it's fun. I think it went down reasonably well with the 3D stuff, and yeah, that's, I quite like Prana yeah. 3D. He did that horns horn oh yeah, never saw that. To be fair, that Daniel Radcliffe I tried job. to watch that once back at uni with um with a gentleman um who I used to house with. And um, yes. yeah, that got about half hour in. I was like, I'm going to have to leave. <laughs> right. Bad film, bad company. Just, um, I'm off. Just, just all around a bad experience. Yeah. So yeah, didn't look too good. I wasn't impressed. Interesting. Right. So Horns didn't like, Ben didn't like Horns. Ninth Life. So he's, he's done a film, The Ninth Life of Louis Drax, which I think has, um, it's got all Jamie Dornan in. I mean, the poster alone looks like a total 180 from Arya. And we've got, we've got some people looking out into water. What's going on there? 
his most recent film, maybe well, maybe second most recent film, Crawl with Crawl. the the alligator. No, is it? Yeah, Crocodile, Crocodile, or whatever. I, I didn't actually see that. You said it was good. I heard it was good. Not not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, the CGI is um, reasonable. Like I wasn't. Yeah. yeah, it was good. You know, there was a couple of decent moments in it. I think it's um, pretty well put together. And then most recently, Oxygen for Netflix. Oh right. Oh, I've not. Did you see Oxygen? I haven't seen that. No. No. Well, it's basically about a woman who's drifting through space. Actually, no. Do we know she's in space at the beginning? No, we don't. Sorry. Oh, oh, spoiler. Oh. Sorry, that's the, there's a spoiler. We should say, actually, on 15 minutes of vlog, I always forget on film vlogs, but there's it's spoilers. There's always spoilers. Oh, it's a spoiler fest. It's, yeah, yeah this, this one will be spoiler heavy. And it's, ba- it's basically one of these woman is in this kind of chain. It looks almost like some kind of futuristic recovery little pod where she's locked in and it's almost like, in hospitals, in the, in where you know whatever point in time we're at, you know people who are like convalescing or whatever, basically go and put put in like a coma in one of these pods. So she's in one of those. She can't get out. It seems like someone's locked her in, and then it turns out you know she's basically you know ex- you know firing herself through space. It didn't work as well for me, but you know, good. He's a deft hand. He's good. He's good. Yeah, filmmaker. solid, isn't it? Solid list. You know, a couple of duds, but solid. It's um, agree. I think he makes interesting films on the whole. He does, hundred percent. Do, do we need to talk about the cast members? Right, what have we got? Oh, so we've got, we got 30 seconds before we get into <laughs> yeah. the meat of the review. Ted Levine. Yes, yeah, actors, yeah. Ted Levine, yeah. Ka- Kathleen Quinlan, I think her name. Apollo 13. Apart Brad from Kane. Ted Levine, I don't. That's it, isn't it? I don't, no I don't know anyone else. Well, the bloke who plays Doug, who I think makes this film for me, he's called Aaron Stanford. Never heard of him, never seen him since. He's, yeah, I think he's brilliant. Oh, he's good, it? yeah, very he's good. really yeah. good. Yeah. What have we got for it in terms of like a quick synopsis of this? You know, what a, f- a family, a, a nice family vacation, going through the uh, New Mexico desert. Yeah, that's it. Are uh, besieged by um, a group of a family, another family of cannibals. Cannibals, yeah, sort of deformed cannibals from the hills. Yeah, well, you know, that's it. So we're, we're into the meat. We're into the meat of the review. Uh, the hills okay, of ice. Right. So it's a remake, isn't it? But did we mention that it's a remake? Wes Craven. We didn't. We didn't. But right. yeah, it is. Um, have you seen Wes the original Craven remake? I haven't seen. I've seen bits. Right. I've seen bits. I was going to watch it. I was like, I should watch it. And I, I, yeah, I watched bits on YouTube and I was like, I, I think I'm, I'm getting what I need from these clips. It's, um, you know, it's 1977. It's, it's older. It's, it's, a bit, it's a bit more silly. Well, they always say with, uh, as they do with a lot of Wes Craven films, Wes, Wes Craven, Wes, Wes Craven. You're crazy for Craven. Yeah. Well, they say that, um, they are, you know, all of his films have this subtext and supposedly his, the subtext of Hills of Eyes, which I think the critics of the remake, you know, have a problem with is that the original supposedly towed the line between being this thing about who's the civilized the civilized ones the 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 family who have been who have been preyed upon by the by the mutants or is it or is it in fact the mutants because you know whenever the family then kind of retaliates there's then the the, the blurring of lines between who is who is the real uh well i don't, I mean, I don't know how you get to that to be honest well but, but yeah, supposedly that was yeah a well it's seen again isn't it in in this one in the 2006 kind of. one i don't know if the first one the original was a little bit more political in its message i think so i think in and around was. that time so it's post vietnam and it's in the 70s and as i said I, I didn't watch it so i can't really get too much into it but you don't look at the cannibal family and you don't really feel sorry for them you're not going like oh you know to be fair it's not you know they, they've got to live as well with this, it sets it up because you've got the opening with, with all the nuclear blowout and, you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And you're like, right, okay, that looks pretty grim. Christ. And you get the, you get the opening crawl with, like, 1962, the government did this. And, you know, families, some families just didn't want to leave their homes. This is the aftermath. And then you see them, you know, the guy that has Matt going around the desert and they get attacked. You're like, oh, Christ, you know, what the fuck's happened to them? Jesus, that looks, that looks terrible. Not for one second are you going like, do I feel bad for the cannibals? Are they just trying to like, are they just trying to get by with the family? You know, they had their homes literally blown away from them. 
they're just trying to live as well. They got to eat. What are they supposed to do? But I think I think the reason why you feel that way is because of, and we'll have to talk about it. The fact that you know that scene that that is ultimately like the turning point for everyone. It's the moment where a lot of the characters do quite dramatic sort of changes in their in their like morals, and you know, old Doug goes from being like this pacifist who you know won't touch a gun into this axe wielding you know beast basically, and um, and it's because it's such a hard hitting scene the the sort of invasion on the on the camper van and you know all the other stuff that's going on that it that it does serve as a really kind of powerful turning point for everyone and um i think almost part of the reason why it hits so hard is because there is such a slow build i mean actually the first the opening scene where those the guys doing the you know the testing of the wildlife is is almost out of place a little bit because it's a slightly naff cliche horror movie intro where you just got like some guys getting attacked by an axe wielding mutant but you know it, it's quite effective but i think in the context of the rest of the film it's it's probably one of the weaker weaker parts of this i think the opening the the opener yeah i was thinking when i was watching i was like is this dragging a tad i understand that we're building up the tension but it's not we've kind of seen in the opener we've kind of seen what we're dealing with without seeing their face there's no tension for me really being built up other than you know the family are going to be having a blowout pretty bloody soon so I wouldn't say it dragged, but I don't think I needed like 40 minutes of just the build-up to then finally see the face of the, the cannibals. Like, oh my Christ. It's, it's well done when it happens in the camper van when the girl's getting attacked. God, here we go. Right, now this is going to be ramped up a notch. And you don't really get, you don't get a lot from the cannibals, do you? I know you don't, no. in some ways you don't really need any backstory because you, you get the crawl, you get the opening thing, so you know what's happened. But all you're getting from these cannibals is that wobbly head man just in a wheelchair. Oh, oh yeah. Like some blob just going like, lizard, kill the baby. He serves as like control, doesn't he? This bloke whose head's basically hanging off the back of his wheel. Yeah, that guy's um yeah, that guy's controlling proceedings. Yeah. He he's he's orchestrating this from that wheelchair with his head fucking almost touching the floor. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. You know, it's fine. <laughs> and again, you, you you probably don't want a lot of exposition. I think, you know, we say it before how things get ruined when you don't know what's happening. Me and Fiona did wreck. That last ten minutes of that wreck it's just some of the best 10 minutes ever. It is. And yeah, it, it's so good because you just, you just don't know what's going on and you don't want to know what's going on other than like a few bits of clippings and stuff. It's like, it's, that's what you want. You sort of touched upon it, but I, I guess the fact that Doug and Bob, the juxtaposition of, of them, you've got Bob, you know, this like, I think the character in the original is pretty much the same. This strong, you know, like man's man, conservative, patriotic, all this kind of stuff. will protect his family at all costs. Then next to Doug, well, he's very much like the modern man. Like he works in a telephone company. You know, he's all about the phone. He's wondering about getting signal. He, you know, he's a pacifist. Doesn't like guns. He's being babied by his wife. He's, you know, exactly. Doug. You know, what about the sun hat? Put the sun hat on. What are you doing? Have you got water? It's all very, pre- it's all very precious. Yeah, this anti-gun. Like, oh no, I shoot my own foot off. It's all that, isn't it? It's the conservative versus like the liberal guy. And, and you're like, well, there's no way this Doug guy is going to be able to um, clean up it when old. Uh, Bob gets burnt. You're like, well, that's where they're going from here. There's no way Doug's going to be able to clean up and go and get the baby back. So I guess having those two next to each other is like, it's for full effect, isn't it? It is. You need that really. And also the relationship with the dad and son-in-law, father-in-law, you get get all that dynamic as well, don't you? Which is about right. I, I, think it's a, I think it's a really good portrayal of the family. I think it's like the interactions between them and all the different you know all the little things that come out come out from that. I think that's all very well covered. But um, but then I mean I mean it, you know I think one of the things that works here is that Alexander Arja, as, as we've explained from his earlier films, he's not afraid. He's not shying away from slightly controversial subject matter. I mean he's not he's not squeamish, and that's that's what works so well here. I mean every single 
blow land land of the axe you know that attack on the attack on the trailer it it it, it really hits hard and whenever he then totally switches and he basically goes on this kind of rampage to look for his baby and he's and he finds a little village that, that all the cannibals uh, live in i mean there's some really like nasty kills there where it's not shying away well, saying that, talking about nasty kills, did you not, unfortunately, have to watch the uh, the cut version of yeah. this, which is a shame? If you're going to watch this, don't rent it off Amazon, because whatever copy they've got up there is some kind of cut, slimmed-down version, where basically one of the most upsetting parts for me was the scene where Doug axes the guy who's got the shotgun when he's hiding behind the car. In the original, it, you see he's got the uh, axe in this, this guy's back, and he's twisting it around, oh, yeah. blood spraying out. Oh, yeah. Totally cut away. Oh, well. And then we get straight in the eye. We didn't see any of that in the cut I had. Very yeah. disappointing. Well, that's, that's why you have to own the uncut DVD. Yeah. Well, you've got to have it on DVD. Who hasn't got the uncut DVD of The Hills of Ours well, remake? Know. You know, if you well, haven't, you're a me. clown. Yeah. You're not Great. a film connoisseur, are you? No. So, yeah, that's not. what you get, unfortunately. Well, mate, you know, we're running out of time. You know, what else have, yeah, we, well, what else have we got for uh, us? Well, no, it's... Yeah, uh, any more about I the cannibals? Uh, oh, did you not want to mention um, Ted Levine? Ted Levine, yeah. What do you think? You know, he's, he's very good. Well, he, you know, he's in Heat, isn't he? Oh, of point. course, yeah. Yeah, yeah he is, yeah. Heat, oh. He's in what else? Well, he's good, he? isn't he? Yeah, uh, well, no, of course, Buffalo Bill, Science of the Lambs. Yeah, Buffalo Bill, of course. Yeah. Shutter Island, he pops up in. He's, yeah, yeah. He's been oh, around the block. pair of hands. Yeah, he's, um, he's good. But even, you know, even the even the younger kids, the teenage uh, children, like, they're good in it as well. I mean, both of them are good. Everyone's got to adapt, haven't they? They've, they've got to, you think there's no way they're going to get through this. We've dug with the kids. And well, fair enough. Like they're just teenagers, early like twenties. Like it's it's grim. But I think um, I think that's done well. Other than right at the end when I think they, you know, they think they've done it, and he comes back and they just go right. Let's get out of here. It's like, well, sorry, where, where are you going? Yeah, exactly. Where are you heading to? Yeah, yeah, it's bloody good. I think basic for me, for me, just it, to summarise what I think good about this film. I think basically. Oh mate, you know, hang on, you know, five more seconds. You make anything else before the thirty seconds? Oh yeah, anyway, right, right, right. Yeah, countdown timer. Let's go. What have you got? Countdown time, right? So I think probably for me, it's it's a it's a nasty horror film, which is good. You know, all the kills hit hard. Characters go through genuinely profound and and and, and believable change. Great performances. I think the tension's built up really nicely at the beginning. Um, give it a watch. Yeah, big fan. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I think that's that's about right, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, yeah, yeah a, a little bit more time with the cannibals, maybe, maybe for me, just maybe, but then tiny bit of more too backstory, backstory, but then fine. Um, very good, gory, Excellent. give it a watch. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, and breathe. Do we do we do we like have a bit of chat at the end? Well, we can have like yeah. Out? Well, so just the premise is that at the end, you know, you can't talk about the film. So you know, we've, we've right, had our fifteen okay, minutes. Right. You, you can. Go around it, but you can't talk about the you know the meat of the film because that okay, has gone. Right. You say right, okay. So we can have you know have a a, a rundown and just a uh, not final thoughts, but just um yeah, just whatever you want. Good film. I was yeah, a little bit concerned good, yeah. that it wasn't going to hold up. Yeah, same. Yeah, I've always enjoyed it. I thought it was good. It's a lot better than the uh, the original, but it's it's hard to compare the two. They're very different. You know, different eras, different times. You know, saying that this was off the back of the last House on the Left. Which is pretty fucking explosive and Wes Craven. Sorry, do you mean do you mean <laughs> the original? Do you mean do you mean the original Hills of Eyes came after the Last House on the Left? It did, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, Last House on the Left is uh, pretty. Yeah, it's it's pretty full. It's on, full on, it? yeah, yeah. Video nasty, wasn't it? It's, it was. Was it was it one of the band and all sorts of stuff? And uh, I think maybe that's what was getting done with the the original Hills of Eyes, but I think it got toned down a little bit. I think the message changed a little bit, maybe. I know we touched upon briefly the political stuff and the message that Wes was trying to get from that. But, but anyway, you know, I've got to be careful. I can't talk too much about it because obviously the yeah, reviews yeah, are Yeah, can't talk so. about the film, yeah. Yeah, 
I, d- I don't know if I've got any more. I've- I think that was probably about right, wasn't it? I think 15 minutes for that. I think you could have could have done a 45 minute episode on that. There's, yeah, it's, it's a good film, so you could have you could have waxed lyrical about various bits and bobs. But I think uh, I think 15 minutes is decent. I think that's about right. Yeah, Archer. Yeah, he's 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 doing yeah, he's, he's doing the business. He knows yeah. what he's doing. It's a deft hand. I need to watch his oxygen film. I haven't seen it. No, you don't. Oh no, don't, don't watch that. Oh, right. <laughs> I mean, it's like obviously it's like reasonably well made, but it's just I mean, fuck me. Like at the end, it literally it literally turned into. Uh, right, I'm, I'm I'll, I'll turn it. I'll turn this recording off. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, well, you know, say goodbye, Tom. You know, Christ. Oh right. Oh yes, of course. So uh, yes, thank you very much for that, Ben. I enjoyed the fifty minute. Well, you know, what did you think of the uh, of the new format? What do you think? The format. Well, it takes a bit of getting used to, I think, and um, I think I need. I think I need to. I'd need to structure my, my, my sort of my points probably, you know, in line with how we do it. Yeah. Well, I but, think, um, no, yeah, it worked. We had planned on doing this as a full, a full length. We just, we just sort of been nattering this morning. So we just thought, do you know what? Let's give it a go. I think I, I'd always prefer, if it's, especially if it's me and you, I feel like we can, we've got stuff to yeah, say. Yeah, we can do so full episodes. I'd always prefer the full, the full length, but I think for a bit of extra content, you know, mate, you know, why not? Yeah. Give the absolutely. listeners what they want. Just more of the Ben and Thomas. More stuff. More stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Agreed. Cheers. Thanks right, for stopping beautiful. by. Beautiful. Bye-bye. Hello, and welcome to What's Our Seat Number. If you're listening to this trailer, you're deciding whether or not you're going to listen to this podcast. Good. But chances are, we've lost you already. Good. Wait, what? No, come on, Matt. What? Well, I Why? mean, it takes, it takes what, like 10 seconds for people you're to lose interest defeatist. in things? I am not being defeatist. defeatist. They've you gone are. already. It's for now. Well, now they are, because we started arguing, so we've both sort of driven them out. Well, go right, on, just then. Go on tell, to, tell you... the dead air who we are. Okay. The dead air. The dead air. The cadaver. The people who aren't listening anymore. I'm taking control. You introduce yourself. And then I'll introduce myself, and then we'll talk a little bit about what we're doing, right? It's going right, to sound right, more professional right, right. that okay, way. Go. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'm Johnny Gross. I am a filmmaker and a film fan and fanatic and obsessive. Good. Very good. That was very well done. Very professional. You sounded like you're in control and almost like you know who you are. All right, then. And who are you? I'm Sai. I'm a 3D artist and a game designer, a film fan. Uh, I'm your brother as well. Really? So we're going to be talking about some of our favorite movies and hopefully some of yours as well. There's going to be trivia behind the scenes. Do you want to tell the listeners why we've called this podcast What's Our Seat Number? You really came to the right person with fielding this question because I feel that I can take this story and really bring it to life. Okay, so one time we went to go and see a film in the cinema and I asked, what's our seat number? Fantastic. Was it good? Yeah, yeah. I did it for you. It's great. If you want to hear more, you can check out the rest of our episodes. We're hosted by Podbean, but you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music or Audible, TuneIn Alexa, Listen Notes, and now on iHeartRadio, Player FM, and Podchaser. So pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Please don't forget to review, like, and rate, and keep listening, because the more you listen, the more we'll be able to produce. Bye. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.